on today's episode we're going to be talking about user generated content marketing and how to actually build a community and credibility for your online store do stay tuned well, well, welcome to 2x e-commerce the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and i Kenei, answers them also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing so if you work in or own an online retail business listen in get involved join me and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth so on the inbound marketing strategies how do you beat amazon natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website i personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all my favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one is your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan i'm kune campbell let's get rolling this episode is brought to you by clavio it is a game-changing email automation tool specifically built for scaling e-commerce businesses. I'm not just saying it. I use Klaviyo in my e-commerce store and in stores I advise for. Household names in the e-commerce space such as Brooklyn Inn, Bonobos, and Chobis use Klaviyo. Here's why. Klaviyo has one of the most impressive feature sets in the e-commerce email personalization space at the moment. Besides the one-click setup, Clavio's pixel tracks visitor behavior to help you set up highly effective custom email funnels. Clavio also offers pre-built autoresponders for cart abandonment, upsells, and win-back campaigns. Clavio's most game-changing feature is its Facebook audiences integration, which helps your email list to sync up with your Facebook ad campaigns. So as you continue to scale up your store, Clavio will help automate a lot more sales. Try Clavio today on clavio.com, spelt K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. Hi, 2Xers. Welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. And I'm your host, Kunle. And this is the podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail, not at the enterprise, neither at the micro level. This show is geared to help you online retailers in the fine middle, 2X, 3X, or even 10X, you know, your metrics. So if you're looking to to grow to 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 just drive you know um, you know metrics up such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, traffic, and ultimately sales, you're in the right place. On today's show, I have with me a content marketing expert who's been in in content marketing in seven years. Some of you actually reached out to me. Um, a few weeks ago, and you're like, you know, Kune, can we get a bit of content and you know information around content marketing and SEO? And I've gone out to to look for the social media and content marketing experts. His name is Jose Angelo Jelogos, and um, I'd like to welcome Jose to the show. Hey, everyone, how you doing? Could you take a minute or less to introduce yourself to to, to listeners, please? Sure. Uh, so I'm from the San Francisco here in Silicon Valley. Um, in the past seven years, uh, I've been working in different startups, both for B2C and B2B. Um, I started off in social media and kind of my uh, roles expanded to content marketing, content strategy, um, and SEO. And those are my passions. Uh, today, now, um, I have a content creation agency now. So I practice what I preach. You know, I love this stuff. So I'm uh, constantly testing. And I'm also a writer at social media 
today where I kind of, um, I'm also like just really curious, uh, to see what, uh, what else everyone else is doing. So I'm a student and also try to just be an educator in, um, all my findings and experiments. It's interesting because in, in this industry, you keep learning where we're forever students, right? Absolutely. With the ever-changing trend. And, and it's interesting you're in, you're in um, San Francisco because um, that's where, you know, a lot of the cutting edge, you know, um, tech, well, around that area, that is the, the, that part of, um, you know, um, Los Angeles, of California, sorry. So um, let's talk about um, content marketing at the core. So content marketing, obviously, um, depending on who you're talking to, will connect to, on the one hand, an SEO strategy, and on the other hand, a social media strategy. Do they feed off from the same source, or should you build out a content marketing strategy for SEO separately to what you build out for your, for your social media? That's a great question. And uh, I think many of us think that we have to do everything different for SEO, everything different for um, social media and blog. And I believe that really at its core, you should start, kind of start off with the story, the content that you're going to write. I really see no matter where we're headed with marketing and what tools we're going to be using, you know, 20 years ago was television, radio, print. Today, it's Facebook, Snapchat. In 20 years, it's going to be something else. and. Um, so a lot of people get hung up on the, okay, the technical, but it's really uh, where it starts is with the story. What is it that you're going to help your audience with? What's your product or your service? And I think once you establish that and you have a marketing uh, story, then you're able to kind of tailor that for SEO, for social media. For example, for social media, I mean, for, for SEO, um, I find out what are the services or pain points that you provide to your customers. Let's say it's a, you're a shoe company and your shoes help to run marathons. So we would be doing a keyword strategy around, you know, best keywords that get the most searches related to, to running. So what are the best sneakers to wear to run on marathons in San Francisco or so on? You can get, you can kind of get the idea there, but it's the same with social media. What's, what really speaks to, uh, runners? It's, it's going to maybe be video. It's going to be visuals. It's going to be much different. And the same with the blog. Um, it's different vehicles, but at the basis, it starts with what the story is. What is it that you're trying to help your community with? Um, and if you're sometimes as a marketer, sometimes you get stuck with companies that don't even have a, a pain point or, um, a service they, they can say they honestly solve. So that becomes a little bit challenging, but I definitely just to kind of, sum up, it's, uh, starts with the content core and that's coming up with the story. How do you craft a, an effective story and what brands, like what e-commerce brands are, are doing it really well right now? I think the, a lot, the misconception with marketing and this applies not just for e-commerce, but all companies is they see themselves as the main character in the story. And it's not like that in any way, your customer is the main um, is the main character, and I like to think of the company as the supporting um, character who's helping you on your hero's journey to be the best of yourself. So, with e-commerce, um, again, with the shoe examples, we see that a lot with you know reaching your best potential, being being the absolute best, and 
I think uh, more companies, if they really want to build more sustainability and a long longevity, they definitely need to hone in on what is it um, that they're going to help them with. So I think it's uh, not as complicated as people think. You read so many content strategies, but like, really, what is it that you're going to help people with? What is it that you're interested? What, what, what part of community are you in? And with that information, once you, you, you have that, then you're able to do the marketing much easier. I find it sometimes really shocking that sometimes a marketing team or a company just kind of starts off with like, we're already running campaigns and doing all these other activations, but they don't even know, they don't even speak to their audience. They don't even know what is, what is it that they, they really want, what they really crave. And especially now it's our marketers have, and as they should, you know, they have sort of a bad reputation, um, sort of like a car salesman. Um, so as myself, as a marketer, I am aware of that. And I, that's why I have to work so much harder uh, to show that, you know, you, you have to, uh, show authenticity. So to your second question, um, examples of e-commerce brands, uh, doing this, uh, this is not an e-commerce brand, but I think it's speaks true to business consumer, but you know, iPhone and shot on iPhone campaign that I, that campaign has been running for about six, seven, eight years. But what they're doing there is instead of sharing, creating their own narrative, they're tapping and showing pictures from the community. And that is so much easier to do as a, like, for me, I'm like, Oh, the story's already made. Okay, great. I just have to go find it. And, um, you don't need to create so many sort of non fictional stories. There's so many great stories already out there and that are more, uh, seem more authentic to, to consumers. Interesting. You, you mentioned, um, the iPhone, there's so many, sort of lessons to learn, you know, from the iPhone, um, you know, in the sense that, okay, the shot by, by iPhone or shot on an iPhone campaign, um, was centered around their products and the outputs of their products. And, um, you know, a lot of the listeners in this podcast or to this podcast, um, sell physical products, you know, and, they, their products solve problems or, you know, um, transform, you know, transform people's lives. And, um, you know, there, there will be after stories, you know, after the transactions been made, you know, um, and those stories can be captured, you know, visually or emotion. And, um, they, you know, I, I guess where I'm going to lead on the next question I'm going to ask is how you curate this, but before I, I, um, how you curate, you know, um, well, customer stories. But before I get into that question, um, I wanted to touch more into, um, this is user-generated content we're talking about, you know, um, basically from, you know, um, actual customers, you know, who, um, who, who are using your product. Does that mean that the brand story um, is dead in the water? Is, is it like it's, is it less authentic than, you know, user stories? Yeah, that, that's a great question. And you can kind of start when I first started Tint, which was a user-generated content platform, and basically we help companies uh, tap into that problem. How can they bridge a relationship between their marketing and their community, their customers? And uh, that is kind of the number one uh, kind of question that comes up is like, what happens? Does that mean I don't have any creativity as a marketer? Um, and it's not that absolutely. I think it just teaches us to be more strategic with our creativity we we do need to kind of tap in and listening to the and listen to the audience because if we can't understand that dialogue if we can't connect with them 
it doesn't matter what idea we have. Absolutely. Like it, it, it's going to fail. And some marketers get tied up on the idea on the idea, but if it doesn't speak to their audience, it's not going to work. But I think once you identify a community or a topic that your, your audience is really passionate about, that's when the creativity starts. And I think that's, that's a, I think a, a better challenge to have, right? Oh, just create any story. Okay. Um, that's a bit, actually, I think it's harder, but when you have sort of like some pieces to put and like, now you have to kind of just build it and put it all together, you can definitely have so much more fun. And also it's going to show in the results because yeah. if you're kind of being free, um, it's just more of a risk that you're taking. Yeah. Okay. So, um, now that we've established user generated content, you know, or content generated by, by customers, um, to be the route to take as it's more authentic, how would you suggest listeners actually curate it in the most efficient and also effective manner in terms of curate, let's talk curate, and then we'll talk about, um, broadcast. So, um, how should they curate it? Where should they listen? How, how do they gather their customers as a community to, to, um, and, you know, get, um, these assets from their customers quite seamlessly, almost creating a machine in itself. Yeah, definitely. And I think this question uh, can kind of change for each, um, for each stage of the business. So let's say if you're just getting started, you don't have a community, you're just trying to, uh, tap into to something. I'd say in the beginning, it's best to, um, join, be, follow other online communities. And a really tactical example of this is, let's say there's a running community and you have a shoe company that just started. Um, so start kind of reaching out to them saying, Hey, uh, I really engaging with their content. Hey, I really like this photo. Are do you think we can share this on our page? Um, it's such a t- simple tactic, but it's, um, uh, it's a mantra in marketing that I really love. And, um, I learned about it like four or five years ago, but it's, uh, if you, if you can tap into other communities, you're going to grow your community. And, uh, it's, it's vital, especially when you're first starting out, um, to start engaging in that. So that's an example of just like a really, when you're, when you're starting off and you don't have anything, if you have more of a bigger audience and you actually have a large following, then it's really as simple as just going into the hashtags for your company and looking at what everyone is saying about your company or just looking at mentions of your company. And this can kind of be intimidating, right? Let's say if you, you have a lot of like bad customer service or um, the quality and, the, and the, the products you're selling aren't really good. Well, like those are just, those are essentially like, yes, they're fears, but you have to face them. It's your truth. Um, because if you don't, if you can't under change that conversation that's happening in real time, it's going to be really hard to create something authentic. But if you're, Absolutely. but if I, I believe that ethics and business now people, you know, uh, the only way companies really grow if they, if they can really create something that is valuable to people and provide value. Um, but there you can kind of see different conversations of how they're using it, how it makes them feel, um, or any, or any great photos they have any videos, there's tons of content that people are creating because they're so passionate about. And you can use, you know, fancy tools, or you can just do simply by just doing a manual search, um, by tapping into that. And it's as simple as just asking them like, Hey, we loved your, your, your piece of content, this video that you made this week or photo, 
are we allowed to share it? And most of the time it's like honored. They're like, oh, you're choosing me? Like make them feel special. And that's how you can kind of then start doing, uh, bridging that relationship between your customers and your marketing. And then you can start having fun with the ideas um, to try to get that bridge in a well-funneled way. Oh, it's interesting. You, you, you mentioned the fact that it, it could be scary if you were to, you know, check off or mentions of, of your brand and, um, you don't know what, um, you know, what, 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 what to expect. It's almost like a Pandora's box in, in that, in that respect. And, and I suppose it's, it's a healthy thing to do, you know, um, in the fact, in the sense that if, you're turning out really unhappy customers. Why, you know, why not fix it, you know, right there and then, you know, but uh, yeah, that, that's super interesting. Okay. So now that you're, you're curating, you're reaching out to customers, you're, you're, you're requesting, um, the use of their, their content and their assets. Um, what you do next, you know, how do you broadcast it in the most effective way that um that just fuels your content you know marketing strategy yep i think this is an old age tactic that's been along for a while but i think it's just changing now with digital but i think it's just doing as simple as doing giveaways um and before it would just like you know you would go to a store you would enter your business card or fill out a form uh but but today um you can do it with social media content and you know doing as simple as giving away a product or giving something that your your community really is passionate about. So in the case with like shoes, give them a, a ticket to run a marathon. Like that's that's where you're getting like really honed in, and and it's not just a water bottle. It's like you're you're helping them. And uh, I think the next step for that is to create some sort of campaign, something that gets everyone engaged in the community. So we've seen this uh, example with sweepstakes. Um, an e-commerce company might have a page, a landing page dedicated to everyone sharing how they're using their products or services. Um, and then from there, that gets everyone more exciting. Uh, some retailers uh, actually motivate and give you some sort of discount if you submit some sort of submission. And that way, you're not only using your own channels, which are email, your website, your blog, but you're having all these micro-influencers. And these micro influencers are just as important as, you know, the, the macro influencers that we usually think of celebrities and so on. But if you have enough of the micro, and especially if they're in that tight niche community, that is way more powerful um, than, you know, any kind of paid advertising that you'll get. And just back to the metric that I, I, I emphasize to people, you know, people trust people at the end of the day, you know, uh, I, figured from some studies, like, you know, commercials and paid ads get down to like 30%, 20%, 10% credibility, especially with what's going on with, with, um, with content and credibility. Um, so it's, it's, it's important to tap into that. It's not never going to go away. And it's been along for the last, like, if you studied advertising, you know, it's word of mouth. That was the most effective, uh, way of marketing a hundred years ago. And I still believe it's going to be for now and the next hundred. Interesting. Super interesting with regards to competitions on social media. Um, I was just checking out the example you, you gave earlier on in the show, the shot on the iPhone, you know, campaign. And, um, 
you know, I found you quite fascinating. So I'm looking at the TechCrunch, you know, um, article in um, from 2016, and the headline is "How to Get Your Photos fe- Featured on You Know Apple's Shot on the iPhone Billboards." So essentially, with the shot on the iPhones, which which I'm not too aware, you know, of, I've I've heard about it, but you know, I was not really aware of the mechanics, you know, to it. So essentially, Apple would amplify your work on their media on their you know paid media is is that right yep and that's apple has a platform that is way more powerful than most you know traditional companies so for this Mm -hmm. this is sort of like um a holy grail for any photographer or just anyone who's passionate about photography the exposure Absolutely. So, so i reckon like brands that have built a substantial social media following in the hundreds or in the millions of followers um, can really tap and leverage on, on this, on, on this tactic in the sense that, you know, um, people would feel um, so proud of, um, well, they'll be, they'll feel so happy to get that exposure. Um, if you, you know, you're to nominate, you know, their, their, um, their photos or their videos, their content, you know, and, you know, just publicize it on your platform. Yep. You know, people just want to be seen and what and what they're passionate about and what what they want to put out. So, um, and there's so many examples of that. This is sort of like a macro, but it's as simple as you know, Expo. Um, I know, or a competitor ex- Expo actually. Um, they uh, always show off art, like uh, fan art of the week, and it's just as little drawings, and they give out you know, pack, uh, products. Um, and so on, but it's just kind of tapping and listening to what they, and make them feel appreciated. Um, again, it's back to the, just the hierarchy of needs, you know, just the basics. Um, but it's just done with different tools and technologies. Interesting. Makes sense. Okay. So segueing out of user generated content, um, in, from your experience and, and in your opinion, where are the other major opportunities um, today in online retail and um, the world of social media and content marketing? I think the opportunities are, I know we talked about user-generated content, but I don't think that it's being um, used enough efficiently. Um, So let's say with, you know, your product page, instead of showing a very like kind of Photoshopped picture of your product because people are still, I know for myself, if I'm looking at shoes online, I'm going to be looking at Google images or a bunch of other different sources to see if that product really looks what, what they advertise. And, you know, Converse has started tapping into this where they actually show different photos of how it's being used differently. And I, and I think it's, it's, it's often overlooked. I still do a lot of shopping and I still don't see any other examples. And I'm looking at other examples, especially if you're a brand new brand or I'm not familiar with you, I, I, I need to, to warm, warm up to you. So I think that's, that's still like a big opportunity, a lost. Um, but I think this kind of goes over to the higher theme, overall theme is that, you know, people are, I believe are getting more conscious and more smarter about, you know, their messages and they can detect right through the BS, you know? Um, and it's actually kind of insulting when you try to do the old tactics of marketing. It, it, it doesn't work that way anymore. Yeah. And, 
a great way to kind of explain it. Cause I kind of, with my mom, I'm always kind of explaining like, how's it changing or stuff. And I just told my mom, look, before it used to be, you know, uh, the Marlboro man or Tony, the tiger telling you to buy a product. And that's not how it works today. Now, uh, you know, depending on your niche, it's, you know, a 45 year old, uh, suburbia woman who's telling you that message because you are as related to that. So I think just to be, I think overall, just a tip is just to be more mindful uh, of your audience. Just listen. And it's simple. It's like, if you don't know, get on the call, get on a call and just have a conversation. Like, and it, it's simple as just asking like, how, how does it help you with your life? What else do you do for fun? What are your interests? Like, what, what do you, you know, if you can start that dialogue, it's going to, it's going to show in your products that you create. It's going to show in your marketing narrative. And I really believe it's like a whole, um, it, it just a whole beneficial thing for the whole company. The best companies that I've worked for were always driven around the customers or the services or problems they solve. And I believe that is, will stay true. And, and fantastic. Fantastic. So, um, so it's, 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 it's really down to in, in, in our world in, in e-commerce. Um, so, so listeners will be, I think, I guess the takeaway is they should double down on user generated content to really grow their community because like customers are now dis- discerning enough to, 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 to sniff out BS and, you know, uh, and get to, to more credible brands, I would think. Absolutely. And, you know, you see it now, like, uh, there's a study I wrote about, uh, how they were using social media content for paid ads and the engagement rates were always a, a big difference when they did have actual, uh, usually stock footage. Um, so yeah. the results speak for itself. And also, you know, you, when you're first starting out, you don't have the budget to create a bunch of content. You don't really have the time. Um, so it's just kind of, I almost see it as a, a cheat code, you have to work a little bit harder just to start that relationship. But if you can get that constant yeah. content pumping, it's like free content for you and, and, and it'll and work. It's interesting you're saying this because, um, well, before I say, say this, what are your thoughts on influencers, you know, um, using or leveraging content from, from influencers in line with your marketing, just as you use user generated content? Um, I believe that it just has to be done in a very, you know, authentic way. You know, if you're just kind of putting someone who has a lot, like I've seen this with Puma and Kylie Jenner, there's a huge backlash because they used Kylie Jenner as a spokesperson. You can see it on the comments, even myself, I know she's not an athlete, but that's, I think that's one that I, that looks, I kind of look at Puma now and I'm like, I thought Puma was more athletics. It wasn't embracing the celebrities. So that's kind of left a little like, eh. Uh, but there, there's other examples where it makes absolutely perfect sense. Um, so it's like a relationship, you know? You have to kind of test the, the waters and sometimes you're just like, oh, that exposure is so great that I just want to partner with anyone. Um, yeah. So I think it's, you kind of have to tread those waters. Yeah. Last week, last, uh, our guest we had on um, last week, um, what they do is they, they're using, they're paying like a million dollars for celeb endorsements from people like Floyd Mayweather, 
And who's that um, Hawks? There's a Rob Grogowski, I think. I'm not oh, sure. Yes, what yes, yes. And so they, yeah, so so they um, they they get them as influencers. But what they're doing is they're taking all of the content those guys have created for them, and they're just doubling down on their paid ads. Yep. Um, and they're just it's just giving them so much credibility. And um, for some of the celebs that they're getting on board, um, what they're doing is um, they're actually getting them to do videos and then they're, they're amping those videos up as video ads, you know, on, on social media, which I found really, really clever. So if these celebs can use it, you know, um, why, why, why not you? But they're, they're, they're doing like, they're selling more of a painkiller type product, you know. Um, so, um, yeah, it's quite interesting. Um, so it, it looks to me that, um, you know, um, the, the trend now on social media really is focusing on building our community. Um, and yeah, it, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. Jose, do you, do you have any sort of final thoughts or, um, do you have final advice, um, to, to listeners on, on how to execute social media over the next 12 months. Now that actually Black Friday is around the corner. Mm-hmm. Um, it's such a short window. Um, how can they utilize what you're teaching us now um, to, to, to at least get results over this holiday period? Yeah. Um, look, I'm a big believer in listening. And I think one of the biggest, the most underrated skill in marketing is empathy. A lot of marketers fail to put themselves in their audience. And you can do that by research or by talking in whatever ways. But a lot of, they're, they're just so obsessed with kind of selling their service and like, what do I get out of it? But they don't take the time to listen to, um, to the customers. So, and it's again, based off that big, just starting off with your story and listening to, to your story. The, all the other parts, you know, they can fluctuate. They can help you like all the hacks and, and growth hacks. But if you fail at that, you, everything else won't work as well. And you can simply start as as uh, simple as going to Twitter advanced search. Look at um, all the conversations related to your services or product. And let's say you don't have uh, uh, much of a following or no one's talking about you. Look at a competitor and just look at all the like. What is it that the things like? Just note down some notes, and you'll see some themes. You'll see some recurrences. And just use that to start kind of crafting the strategy for um, Black Friday. Um, you know, I don't, for me, it's like, I don't care if it's like copy visuals, you know, have fun, you know, crazy. That's a, And that has a whole important strategy behind it too. But I'm big about just start with the story, start listening, start empathize, uh, start putting more empathy. And that is just gonna, gonna, everything else is gonna be so easy. Listen and an empathy. Yes. Okay, guys. Um, thank you so much um, for for turning up on on today's show and sharing. You know, um, you know, t- just giving that insight, getting us to think again. You know, around um, community, around community and content. We've had you know um, guests on the show who talks about community, but I don't think they've gotten in depth you know, as you have in, in regards to the user generated content bit and using that to hone in and bring the content together. And when I think about it, um, I actually have a client, um, and they invented a product, right. And, um, 
what they're doing now or how they've been able to build their business to where it is now, where it's like eight figures, is they, they've been able to create a massive Facebook um, following and YouTube channel, YouTube following. And what they've done around it is when their customers use their product, it's almost due to the nature of the, 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 what they sell, they instantaneously just share their work, their finished work on, on, um, on, on, on their Facebook group because, you know, it takes them like 24 hours to, to actually use the product. And they're like, okay, you know, this is, this is what, what, you know, what the outcome looks like. And, um, it's, it's just created massive momentum for them. And they've been able to sort of use that as a basis to, to what's just driving awareness which I find very, very interesting. Um, so, so yeah, it's got us thinking again. It's got me thinking again, you know, for one thing um, around user-generated content. It's super, super important. So, so thank you so much, Jose. Yeah, thanks for having me on. I love talking about just marketing ideas and how it's impacting us and how to be better marketers. So thanks for having me on. Awesome. So guys, thank you for, for joining me on today's episode. You know, um, you know, be sure to check out the show notes of this episode on 2xecommerce.com forward slash podcast. And also, um, you know, follow me on Twitter. It's Kune T. Campbell. Um, Jose, for um, customers who want to find out more about you, um, how, how best can they reach out to you? Sure. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram under Jose Angelo Studios. Uh, and I also have a YouTube channel, um, Jose Angel Films, and I sometimes share some marketing tips. Okay, we'll, we'll, we'll just most certainly link up to you from the show notes um, in, in, in this episode. Um, yeah, so guys, um, thank you so much for, for tuning in and uh, I'll catch you next week. Peace. Bye guys. Bye. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2XEcommerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.